What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. So glad you can join us. Uh, I know we, we missed an episode this week. Tim and I are actually in the process of, of moving our living arrangements. So he's moving in to a new spot. I'm moving to a new place. And I'm also moving my office as well. So a lot going on this week. So we apologize we missed our Tuesday episode, but we have an awesome interview for you today with Alexa Green. She is the morning news reporter for Fox 59 and CBS 4. She started with them in June of 2019, and she moved to Indy from uh, New Jersey, where she's originally from, and then she was a graduate of Syracuse and reported there for a while as well. So she kind of walks us through her start uh, in the news and media industry, because Tim and I, we, we don't know too much about it. And so she mentioned how she started in New York, getting her start with a, a smaller uh, area and news company. And then she talked about how she uh, transitioned from a smaller station to now doing bigger stations and bigger cities. And also her move to Indianapolis, because, uh, you know, being the only one moving to a brand new area, you don't know anybody, don't have any family. Uh, she talked about how she navigated that. And so she joined the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. And she really dives deep into how that has impacted her uh, to this day. And she continues that as well. And then she goes into her, her professional uh, process and working with agents and just kind of all the ins and outs of, of how the, the industry works when you're moving stations. And then she talks about her professional process uh, and developing within the industry, working with agents. Yeah, she's a big shot. So she talks to us about how she works with an agent when she moved to Indianapolis. And it was just fun to get to learn about her and her business and, and what her thoughts were on the industry as a whole. So Tim, how do you uh, like our conversation with Alexa today? Yeah, I love this interview. Um, wait, as soon as you hear Alexa's voice, you will understand why she's a news reporter. She, her voice is very clear. She articulates well. She's just she's a great speaker, and she's very she's just a very engaging person to talk to. It was one of those interviews where um, it's definitely like an engaging two way conversation. Um, so I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, we asked history like being in it. Because um, there's always room for improvement. So she kind of gives her take on um, how it can be improved as a whole. Um, she talks about how she deals with kind of the haters online. Because she's in front of the camera, um, that, that exposes you to a lot of fans, but it can also expose you to people who want to bring you down. So she kind of explains how she deals with those types of people. Um, and then she gets up super early in the morning, like three, what did yeah. you say, two or three a.m.? Uh, she's up that? at two, uh, yeah, I think at work by three, on air by four. I think yeah. was her routine. <laughs> she kind of goes into like her typical morning routine, like what it looks like, what the behind the scenes looks like with the morning news. And I, I enjoy learning about that part as well. And then we also ask her how she wants to be remembered, our, t our question that we ask everybody. Um, you're, I know you guys are all going to enjoy this interview, but for the people who are like moving to a new city and like starting a new career, this is the perfect interview for you to listen to because she really explains like, how she made the most out of Indianapolis. Like obviously she has to because she reports for the news, but listening to how she really made the most out of her community and truly connected with it, um, I think is a very valuable thing for anybody here. Because at some point we're probably gonna move to a new place or a new city or maybe you already have. But um, I know you guys are gonna get a lot of value in a lot of different ways. A very unique interview, a very unique individual. Without further ado, episode 145, Alexa.
How's it going, guys? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate yeah, it. No, oh my gosh, sorry it took so long. I know you guys oh, no. a while ago, but things obviously have been a little a little crazy in the new industry. Yeah, 2020 happened. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really fun year, if you didn't know. <laughs> we need to look at your definition of fun. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit, I mean, I, I follow you on Instagram. Tell me a little bit about the podcast. You've obviously featured some pretty cool people. I don't know why yeah. you want to speak to me. <laughs> At all. Well, we got to mix it up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sure I have good stories. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so this is Tim and I'm Colin, by the way. So Hello. just so you know, oh <laughs> who's who, yeah. Oh gosh, my, hold on, my Alexa is going to go off. Okay, no, it's okay. She was just slashing. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <I laughs> make like, sure mine, because I, I have one. <laughs> I have one. I got I to gotta make sure mine's unplugged. Yeah. If she goes off, yeah, you might as well just <laughs> Yeah, I showed up and, and Tim was like, Tim said, yeah, I had to turn off my Alexa because I saw how that was going to go. I was like, oh, I never would have thought of that. Oh, you don't even know how many hate emails I get from viewers that they, they've changed their channel because every time like anchors will toss to me, your Alexa goes off. Oh, and so I've gotten, like, <laughs> I've gotten like at least a dozen emails and I'm like, one, first of all, I was around before her. Yeah, Two, right. <laughs> change the name on your Alexa. I choose not to because I think it's funny, yeah. but you can, I've been told. Hmm. Um, so yes, about the podcast. Sorry. We we're good at just getting detoured. Um, so Tim graduated school a year younger, a uh, year below me. So I graduated in 16. And we kind of had this idea, Butler, yep. and then uh, we each graduated with uh, finance and marketing degrees. So uh, did that and we kind of had this idea, you know, everyone's got something to say, but we were like, no one really our age is kind of speaking how like when we just hang out, we'll have these certain conversations that most of our other friends are just not having. And we can like, we're like, we want to throw in some current event stuff what's useful. So we just added something, uh, it's called stock talk. So people our age that like don't invest, we're not like geniuses, but we're like, you know, you got to make your money work for you. You should do it, do it now. Yeah. Right. Retire at some point. Yeah. hundred percent. So <laughs> from that to uh, book talk, we talk about what we're reading, what we have read, uh, and real life experiences. So what happened that week? One week, Tim got attacked by a, a flight of geese walking into a building. They are um, vicious. Yeah. yeah. They yeah they're, they're, stories on them. Ornery animals, just ornery. We thought like Canadian geese were really cute and friendly. Oh, they're not. No. Yeah. No. no. Na some nature is not cute. Yeah. Uh, to you know, we'll talk about like relationships and stuff and, and mistakes and you know this and that. So um, yeah, we kind of cover the cover the spectrum really. I don't know anything else. Are you from Indiana? You're from Indianapolis. Uh, I'm from worse. I'm from worse Indiana, about two hours north of here. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm from the region, uh, Sherville. If you know the region. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> no one knows why it's called the region. Yeah. But it is called the region. I was like, what region is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. So Northwest Indiana is referred to as the region. Oh. So someone listening will be like, oh, this guy from the region. There's my fun facts for the day. Yeah. Yeah. But no one knows why it's called that. Huh. Cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, usually like our, our podcast like format is every Tuesday is just us two doing an, an, an episode together, like what he just talked about. And then every Thursday is usually an interview with some type of interesting person who's had just a, a unique pet. All of us have unique past, obviously, but I, I mean, we're trying to inspire people that 
I mean, if they want to go down a certain route, they're not sure what route they want to go down to. Um, we just interview people with different backgrounds and like hear their stories about how they got to where they're at and hopefully inspire people in the process. Cause mm-hmm. there's just, there's so many interesting people. I mean, it's the reason why podcasts have become so big. There's so many interesting people with stories to tell and, um, just to document and get it all out there. It's kind of what we want to do. So, yeah. and, and we, we, we started when, uh, we didn't like what we were doing like job wise and yeah. the stuff wasn't going according to plan or we, we followed what the plan should be for a lot of people. And it's like, ah, it's not, not our jam. And so it's cool. We start there and then people hear how we progress, how we got out of the situation, how we looked at things, how we made peace with certain things. And it's, so we talk a lot of mindset too, cause that's like the hardest part of anything is, you know, especially with acceptance. So people can kind of hear along. If you start from the beginning, it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. They were pretty miserable. Um, didn't like what they were doing. How did they change that? Cause it's like, where do you start with stuff like that? Right. So it's like, if we can just help people get a, a starting point, then, you know, good enough for us. We're, we're able to give that at least. Awesome. Well, I love what you're doing and yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm always on the other side of this. So yeah. if I tend to start asking you a bunch of questions, just tell me to knock it off. <laughs> no, it's, it's all to have it. Force to have it. No worries. And those are more fun because we've had people that like mm-hmm. ask almost as much as we do. Yeah. And we're like, we well, like that because it should. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not like we'll call it a podcast interview, but it's more of just, hey, we just want to chop it up. We like what you're doing. You seem like like a fun person. Let's just let's sit down and talk, right? So, I mean, we've gotten um, some pretty cool people on from doctors to professional athletes. Oh, yeah. You have a wide range, which is awesome. You know, yeah. I saw there were some with fitness, there were some with wellness, which goes into obviously just physical well-being, mental well-being, which is obviously so important these days, and then doctors and athletes and me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we've had anyone from your realm before. I don't think so. Yeah, Any, anybody who's we've had a sports broadcaster. Oh, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but that's the closest right. we've gotten to Who like news. Uh, our buddy Brennan King, he graduated uh, a couple grades below us. He has been announcing uh, baseball since he graduated, and oh, now cool. he does uh, the South Bend Cubs uh, live broadcasting. Nice. Yeah. So his goal is to get to Wrigley and he's called one of the yeah. Chicago games actually when they played Milwaukee. Okay. And they, that's see, that's a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, we're talking emails though, Alexa. Don't, don't put yourself down, oh, <laughs> but uh, that's probably the closest we've had to uh, like news or media yeah. is sports broadcasting. But I actually, so I initially came across your page because indie fitness magazine uh, reposted like you took over for a day or something and I was like, Oh, who is this? Cause we've had Jeremy on. And Got it. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know who actually runs that page. I'm oh. just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm That's just awesome. obsessed with what they do. Um, you know, I, I like to think of myself as being into fitness or I just pretend mm. runner and I just go run a lot. I'm not very at it. Um, but I had no idea how many people in Indianapolis are like for lack of a better term so fit and so into it and it's just i love that that page just highlights so many different programs and um trainers and people and they do amazing stuff yeah there's a lot of people so, that flush yeah i guess there. i don't even know i think they asked if they could use one of my photos and i was like, oh sure 
<laughs> yeah. And yeah, so Jeremy, the guy who who owns that company, we have yeah, I need him. to connect with him. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, they're fun. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of kind of how we started. Yeah. I I like telling people, oh, you know, because some people are, how did you find me? <laughs> I am like this small in, in a, a sea this big, like, where did I come from? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I, we're not doing some creepy shit. Just came across. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, if you don't mind, maybe intro yourself for our listeners and kind of how you got to where you're at today and, and we'll go from there. Um, sure. My name is Alexa Green and I am a morning reporter for Fox 59 and CBS 4 in Indianapolis. Uh, morning reporter means I wake up at 2 a.m. I work oh. by 3 a.m. I'm on air by... 4 a.m. And normally my day is over around 11.30 or so. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so it's not your typical job. Yeah. You got a like full day by not- some people's brunch and mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are times where I'm just going to bed or I'm just getting up mm-hmm. and I have friends that are just going to bed. <laughs> yeah, <that's really> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um... So my bedtime, typically, I wish I was one of those people that could get away with like four to five hours of sleep, and I cannot. Uh, so I'm normally in bed around seven or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. So bedtime's coming up soon. We're, we're, we're just <laughs> Only a few more hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So dinner for you is like the early bird special. like. Right, exactly. I was, I was so excited when I... I was trying to look at the positives of this yeah. of this um, workflow when I came out here, and I go, "This is great! I can go to happy hour every day." And, <laughs> and then I moved here and found out Indiana doesn't even have happy hour. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I was gypped. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. So how did you? So how long have you been in this position? Uh, so I've been here since 2017. So I've been here a little over three okay. years. Okay. Um, before going to this job, I'd never been to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from New Jersey, if you can't tell my accent. Um, <laughs> born and raised there. <laughs> Went up to school in upstate New York at Syracuse. Oh, and that's nice. actually where um, I started my career as a reporter. Mm. Um, if you don't know anything about the news industry, it's kind of bizarre how we all start out. Um, you begin in really, really small markets. Um, so each news market is ranked. So if you're talking about a top 10 news market, you're talking about typically the biggest cities in the U.S., right? The more eyeballs, the bigger the city, the larger the news market. New York City is number one. L.A., um, Chicago is up there. Tampa is up there. I mean, Houston, Dallas, you know, these are large cities Mm -hmm. that obviously have a big population, so more people are going to be tuning into the news. That being said, you need to start off in a very small city to make all of your mistakes. You know, viewers are a little more forgiving there. Mm -hmm. I started off in market number, gosh, I think it was like 130, and that's Binghamton, New York which is about an hour south of Syracuse. Um, Stayed there for about a year and a half. And then I was moved back up to Syracuse. So I went to school there, 
which obviously is one experience. <laughs> and then I got to experience it as a young adult, mm-hmm. which was got totally it. different. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, when you're at SU, you don't, you don't leave the hill, basically. <laughs> <laughs> got it. And then I was like, wait, I have to report on a city? Like, I didn't even know much about the city because yeah. you guys know when you're at school, you're in such a bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just really interesting because I just had no idea what was going on and how that city ticked, even though I spent four years there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really cool experience going back there as a reporter and being familiar with these places, having so many memories in this city, but just seeing a totally different side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was back in around you know, 2017, 2016, 2017, when I was in Syracuse, or I guess 2017 came about. And um, typically, every on-air personality has a contract. So when your contract's up, um, one, you have to see if your station wants to renew you. (laughs) So that's a little nerve-wracking. Two, you have to decide if you want to renew or three, you look elsewhere. Mm. And a lot of it just comes down to timing. If you talk to anybody on air, it's those few months leading up to it, it's so nerve wracking because you're in negotiations, you're looking at other jobs and saying, oh, maybe this job in Chicago will come about, but I don't know if it will and it's not definite if it will. I mean, it's just nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. So in Syracuse, I decided, which is market number 84, I decided I wanted to make a pretty significant jump. I wanted to do it one more time. At this point, you know, I'd started basically in Binghamton. I knew not a single person there. Um, (laughs) I always joke to my friends. I mean, I basically graduated college, went there, found a cat on Craigslist, (laughs) and... And started my life. Beautiful. <laughs> or tried to. Like, I didn't even know what adulting was. And by the way, I still have that cat. I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask. Tuna is still with me. Nice. nice. <laughs> Got him from good old Binghamton, New York, off of Craigslist. <laughs> That's amazing. Not the best decision, by the way. <laughs> no? Sketchy, <laughs> sketchy people selling cats? Yeah. You, yeah. Who would have thunk? Go to your local animal shelter. There are better ways to do it. Yeah. I was like... What do you mean? Like I said to my parents, they're like, okay, bye. Have a great first day at work tomorrow. And I was like, what? You're leaving? Like, what do you mean? You, you know, like yeah. you have yeah. a job and you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I dealt with all that anxiety by getting a cat. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I did that in Binghamton. You know, you start your life and I did it. I mean, I made friends. I made a community. And after a year and a half, you know, it was time to move up. So I moved up to Syracuse, but at the time, you know, no from Syracuse, none of my friends stayed there. So I didn't know anybody in Syracuse. So I did it all again a year and a half later. So, you know, I was going through all of this in my mind when, you know, I was at my second market. I said, you know, like I want to continue climbing markets, but can I do this again? Because it's so emotional, right? Mm -hmm. Moving to a city, as a young professional, not knowing anyone, it's not like in high school or college where you make friends really easily. It's hard as someone in your 20s. You know, I have this conversation with guys and girls, and it doesn't matter 
how type A personality you are, it's really, really tough meeting people and making friends in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made the decision. I said, you know what? I want to do it one more time. And I want to make a significant market jump. So at this time, I actually had an agent and we were looking at different markets. Um, I was hoping to stay on the East Coast. And um, so I was between Charlotte and they actually flew and they flew me out to India as well. This was a different station in Charlotte. Obviously, I'd never been to Charlotte either. Um, and I went to Charlotte. I went to Indy. And um, like I said, I'd never been to Indy before. The night that they flew me in, I um, was on the northwest side because that's actually where our station is. I took an Uber down to Mass Ave because that's what everything on TripAdvisor was telling me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I always joke to my friends about this. I ended up walking into Union 50. I'm I'm big into Yelp and TripAdvisor. And I was Mm -hmm. like, where can I go to like chat with people, chat? I feel like you get a good sense of a city from a bartender. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to oh, tell yeah. you straight up what it's like. Yeah. So I walked into Union 50 and I was like, okay, all right. I can work with this. You guys got something going on here. <laughs> and you fly so over I, state, you. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can live here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I walked up and down Mass Ave. I tried to get a sense of the city because the next morning I had an interview. Mm. And, you know, other than that, I wasn't going to have time. You have to make a decision that quickly. So I tried to take in all of indie that I could, ended up at this bar and, you know, ended up talking to this bartender for like two and a half hours, just kind of absorbing as much as I could about indie, about how it works, who the people are, who lives downtown, what makes this city tick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the challenge of being a reporter and, um, what I was a little anxious about was you need to be able to connect with viewers. You need to be able to connect with your community. And I feared that being from the East coast, um, having an accent, I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to do that here. And I think that's what, what that was my number one concern. Um, so getting out here and talking to people and, you know, we're, we're all the same. <laughs> I might say things a little bit differently and you can make fun of me for it. But I think it's part of my charm. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I did the interview the next day. I loved it. They offered me the job on the spot and they said, can you move out here in three weeks? Wow. And the rest is history. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Smart of you for doing the research like the night before. Like, was that was that your intent to get here early and, and talk to the people in the market so you could be prepared for the interview? Because that's a good way of preparing for the interview too as well. Yeah, I mean, I think if you know how news works, it's a wait, 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 and then things go very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I knew if they offered me the job, which obviously was the end, the, the end goal, um, I wouldn't have time really to come back. I wouldn't have time to walk around i mean Mm -hmm. the next time i came back i was here with my mom and we were searching for an apartment yeah yeah. and it was an apartment that i could get within the next two to three weeks you know i knew i wanted to be downtown um just because i i thought moving to a new city i thought this was the place to be so i could meet more people and be out um and that's what i ended up doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and so i want to i want to back up a little bit 
because we've talked to a handful of people that have moved elsewhere after school and same thing. It's super hard to make friends. What was your, I know you've done it a few times, but how did you go about starting that process of like, okay, I need to meet somebody. What was it just, I'll just go to a bar, talk to the bartender and see who like just comes up to me or talks to me. How did you go about making friends? Did you join groups, things like that? Cause that's, that's a hard thing for people leaving school. It's like, oh, I'm moving somewhere cool, but I don't know anybody. So it kind of sucks. I mean, if you promise not to use this in the podcast, I... If it's helpful, we have to use this. My boyfriend, (laughs) they make fun of me, but it's so so perfect for me. I brought a bottle of tequila and margarita mix out to my apartment pool, and I left with like 10 friends that day. That's fantastic. (laughs) We're 100% using that because that's phenomenal. That's awesome. Because no one would think that that is like, oh, should I just... Be the party person. Like, yeah, everyone loves tequila and margaritas. It works every single time. Because uh, I never would have thought about that. If I had to move, I'd be like, oh, should I sit at a bar alone? Like, is that kind of weird? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I, the first 10 minutes, I was sitting at the pool by myself. You know, I was a little uncomfortable. And I kept mm-hmm. saying to myself, <clears throat> you need to do this. You live here. You want to be part of this community. And part of it is just putting yourself out there and, in uncomfortable situations. And you know what, after 15 minutes, started chatting with somebody, started chatting with someone else, was introduced Mm -hmm. to someone else. And gosh, by the end of the day, like I said, I had 10 phone numbers and plans that night. Yeah, awesome. God, that's great. (laughs) I think that's the best advice for moving somewhere new that we've had on the show. I will say, I I do some other things as well. It's all good. We got what we need. We, we got what we need. <laughs> no, I mean, the fitness community, first of all, I think, yeah. you know, we can go into that. Um, I'm at Orange Theory down here, downtown every day, essentially. Okay, nice. Um, I joined Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, mm. I was looking for, in the past, I've done different nonprofits. I volunteered um, at different organizations. And coming here, I really wanted something where I can make a direct impact. Um, a lot of these other nonprofits that I've been part of um, really loved that I was in the media, really loved that I could get them some coverage on stuff, but mm. I never felt like at the end of the day I was really making an impact. Um, so I did my research here and I said, you know what? I've been thinking about Big Brothers, Big Sisters for a long time. Let's just do it. And um, I'm still with my little sister. Till this day, I mean, I can't imagine my life without her. All of my friends know about her. She comes over here all the time. I'm seeing her Saturday. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, but you know, you feel like you're making, I mean, I know I'm making an impact. A hundred percent. I mean, she always says to me, she goes, you know, when I'm 18, are we still going to be best friends? <laughs> that's great. Okay. Yeah, duh. <laughs> and when you're 21, we're having tequila and margaritas, girl. Seriously. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my uh, my roommate did that too, and yeah, watching him, what, yeah, watching his transformation with that and what it taught him, and get, getting to meet his little brother, it was it was really cool to see. Such a great program. I feel like so many people our age don't necessarily do much volunteering, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even necessarily have to be volunteering. I mean, there's so many different organizations. And gosh, if I didn't have this crazy schedule, I mean, I talk about doing CCA, all the kickball. There's the Young Professional um, Association, which I have a number of girlfriends a part of that I've been meaning to go to some of their meetings. They just happen to be at like 
six thirty at night. Yeah, <laughs> that's bedtime. Come on. I don't like. It's like, it. like, can we do this in twenty eight minutes, guys? <laughs> do I want to be tired tomorrow, or do yeah. I want to make more friends? Yeah, so right. it's that constant struggle. Yep, yep. That's a good point. Sleeper friends. I'm starting to hate a lot more people these days. Exactly. <laughs> I, sh I saw a shirt on the internet. It said, I love coffee and maybe three people. Yes. I need that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Amazon. Yeah, yes. they have it. I'm spending way too much money on there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's really cool because um, like you said, I know Pat, I've been over before when he had his little brother here, like making him dinner and stuff. And I, I think that's super cool. I need to do more stuff like that. Um, yeah, but you're right. Like our, our generation hasn't, been drawn towards that as much and I don't know if it's a lack of we don't know what's out there or we just you know it's not as marketed as maybe it should be I'm, I'm not sure why but yeah I'm guilty of it myself for sure I think there's also that I mean that's there's that fear of commitment right I mean at least for for that organization you have to commit to minimum of a year you know seeing that person every two to three weeks you know so it's not something that you're just going to be able to drop in on or you know you know, do when you feel like it. It's right. you're responsible for forming a relationship, you know, with a young girl or a boy and, you know, making a difference in their life. And it's not easy. There are times I come home and I'm just like, I don't know how parents do it. She <laughs> <laughs> started having a temper tantrum yeah. or she fell down while, while ice skating and I almost had a heart attack. I'm not there yet, but yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I give my parents a lot of credit. My mom, she'll listen to the show. She goes, I just love when you always talk about after your weekend spent with your parents, how much fun you had. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we do tequila and margaritas too. We have a good time. <laughs> That's kind of parents there are. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was like, no, you guys did a really good job. Like, I, I really loved out. It turned out great. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's my fun. gosh. So what, uh, what's like the most fun thing you guys will do that you'll do with your little sister? Like, sounds like you already do a bunch of fun stuff, but anything that, like, oh, when we do this, that's, like, the, the best thing we do. You know what? I, I, I feel like I bring up my friends right now because I feel like it gives you an excuse to be a kid again. Mm. So, actually, one of the coolest things that we did, and I could not even imagine getting this response on social media, um, after everything that's been going on in the downtown area, um, I was talking to a coworker of mine, and we were saying... I just want to do something. I'm not sure what I can do, but I want to help. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about putting signs up downtown with messages along Mass Ave and closer to the Capitol. And then, you know, I reached out to downtown Indy. We, would, we didn't want to create more garbage for them to clean up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were chatting, we were trying to, you know, racking our brains. And she said, what if we did something totally different? Take away downtown Indy and what all the businesses are dealing with downtown. What if we do something for the greater good of mankind? What if, you know, she said, what if I give $20, you give $20, and we take your sister and we teach her the importance of being kind. We teach her the importance of giving back. So we'll give her $20. We'll let her go into a bookstore and pick out books, not for her, but for others, then we'll go to a grocery store and we'll do the exact same thing. We'll also give oh, her wow. 20 bucks. She can only spend at each store. So she also learns how to budget. Mm. It was 
doing some really cool things in the past, her and I. That was by far one of the best experiences, watching her pick out the books, saying, and making comments. I mean, she's only 11 years old, being like, I would love to keep this book. <laughs> and we said, we know you would, yeah. but there are a lot of girls and boys who would love it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And going to a little free library and watching her put those books in. And then we drove to another section of town and watched her put some of the food in. Um, and it was really, really cool as we were leaving that side of town, um, which was a little rougher of a neighborhood. After we put all the food in, we already saw a father and a son come up to get some. Wow. Mm. And, you know, I didn't drive away. I said, look behind you and look at the difference you made. Yeah. That's money. That's, that's powerful. Be, that's powerful. That to me was why I do this. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been ice skating. We've been rollerblading. You know, last week we went to Holiday Park and went creek stomping. Nice. Um, <laughs> we do all those fun things. But that was a really um, a powerful moment, you know, because that's a life lesson, you know, that's going to stick with her for the rest of her life. 100%. And that's so key because Tim and I lately on our show, like with everything going on, we talk about upbringing too. And, and the stats, we, we had one guy on, his name's Ryan Mickler and he's big about like present fathers. Like he's, it's called, his show is called order of man. And it's just about like, you know, being the man who is present, who is, who is there for your, your whole family and stuff. And, and the stats he puts out on the effect of like young kids with a parent who's just not in the picture at all, like who's just, completely absent it's it's astonishing and so what you're doing with your little sister of teaching her like that stuff that a lot of parents should be doing because that's going to mold her into like oh like this isn't right she's not going to see the color of who got the food she's going to see just people needed the food and like oh okay so that's what it's like when i want something but someone else needs it more than i want it and it's just like bringing that into people. It's like, that's, that's what we need to get more towards. Cause right now everyone is like, Oh, we should love each other more. It's like, and all the people saying that aren't doing that. And you know, so, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you don't choose your parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I looked out, I was so fortunate. I was so blessed with the opportunities that I was given. Um, but some children don't have that, mm -hmm. you know, and they're doing the best they can. And if they could have one mentor in their life to, kind of show them the way, you know, I think that makes a huge, huge impact. For sure. Yeah. So I appreciate the work you're doing. That's, that's huge. That's oh, huge. It's, yeah. like I said, it's fun. All my girlfriends are always coming with me because, good. you know, we just get to do fun things. Yeah. Well, I think that, that alone is a good example for her to see too, like having good girlfriends who are supportive and fun and you can have serious conversation, then you can lighten it up too. So it's like, you can have those people where it's, you can cover anything and everything and it's still healthy. So that's what's up. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm interested. I'm going to go back again. You said you had an agent when you were <laughs> looking, looking for a, a new job. Cause like I said, we're kind of, we just don't know the news industry. Do most um, reporters, anchor people have, have an agent to help them find that next gig when that time comes? Is that like casual? Is that how it goes? And what's that like having an agent to help? You? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when I say it. <laughs> yeah. I had this agent. Well, you do it so like, I was like, she's going to start name dropping too. Like she's got an agent. Like, 
She pulled this, why would you talk to me card? Yeah. <laughs> I thought only professional athletes had agents. Yeah, right. So you're important. Give, give us the rundown. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, when I was first looking into it, I was like, do I really need this? I mean, I could typically speak on my behalf. I have no issues doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew, though, the agent really helps with introducing you to certain markets where you might not have connections. Yeah. And like I said, since I was looking to make a pretty big jump, um, he would introduce me to the news director, introduce me to this person, that person. They don't get you the job, right? That's on you. I still had to fly out here, and I basically did what I call it speed dating because I spoke to like 30 people at Fox 59 in like ah, seven, up to seven hours. Um, but they get you those connections. And then, you know, when you're offered the job, they help with negotiations, which also could be a touchy subject. Mm -hmm. um, does every reporter in Indianapolis have an agent? No. Some are from here, some had connections, some were able to get it on their own. Um, but what I liked about the agent is one, that, and two, which is really important to me, is my agent is really big into coaching. Right, so every few weeks, um, we would look over some of the live shots I've done. We've looked over some of the stories I've told. And I think no matter where you are in your career, you should never be settling. There's always room to improve. And you know, looking back at some of the storytelling, looking back at some of these live shots and saying, you know, and just you know, talking it out and saying, well, next time maybe you could have done this. Or, in TV, a lot of people like show and tell. So instead of me just sitting here and um, telling you about this crime that happened or that somebody was on their cell phone, make you want to get the viewer's attention. So saying, no, this person was on their cell phone and this is what they were doing, mm. right? So being demonstrative, show and tell. Um, these days, especially in the mornings, people are doing so many different things. They're getting ready for work. They're getting the kids ready for school. They're making breakfast. They're making coffee. Our goal and our challenge is how do you get them to stop what they're doing and pay attention to the TV? And some of that is through the show and tell. Some of that is through um, the use of urgent words, you know, saying right now police are looking for the suspect and they need your help. Right, so that's gonna get you to listen up. These are little things that you might start picking up on sure. if you're watching the news. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. It's all what good. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, we were talking about oh. the agent, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's, 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 no, that's, that's, that's great. That's great insight there anyway. I didn't even think about where we were going because I'm like, I'm fine where we're going right now. Like, <laughs> welcome to Off the Dome. It's all good, yeah. We, we'll go anywhere. Um, so what I liked about my agent is that we can look back on some of the stories that I've done and just said, okay, maybe next time you could do this or you could tweak this wording or you can improve this way or you could do a walk and talk down a dark street if you're talking about a hit and run that happened, mm. right? One of the other things I was actually just talking to a, a Syracuse um, student about was um, finding ways to just give a little extra, you know, about, uh, gosh, a year ago, we had covered two hit and runs in an area um, one of them was deadly. So this was the second time that I was back in this area at 5 a.m. Um, and a bicyclist was killed. And so we're racking our brains saying, 
one, how did this happen? You know, how did this happen? Not once, but twice. And the issue both times was that it was dark out. Mm. You know, there are no street lights in this area of Indianapolis. And so my photog and I were talking, my photographer and I are talking and we said, well, why don't we show what it's like if you turn the lights off? So if you're watching the TV, you see a reporter, uh, an anchor all lit up, right? From all different directions. Right. But if you turn the lights off at 4 a.m. or 4.30 or 5, it's going to be dark out. And that's going to show exactly what it was like at the time when these people were walking down that road or that person was riding a bike down the road. And that's what we did. It was one of the most powerful live shots saying, hey, this is what it looks like with our lights turned on. But here it is with our lights turned off, if I could figure it. And this is what it was like when they were walking. And you can see why this is an issue. Yeah. Wow, that's such so a different, good... Just different things like that. Yeah, yeah. So that is a great visual. And, and for those stories, I'm curious, how much follow-up is there where you hear what happened? Like, did the person who hit and run, did they find them or, or not? Like, how much... Because you probably go through, I don't know how many stories a year you're going through, but how much, yeah, do you hear about a follow-up of something you covered or is it kind of just on to the next? Unfortunately, I think with my shift, just because, you know, we're basically the overnight shift, mm -hmm. um, we're dealing with a lot of breaking news and a lot of crime. And then typically our stories will be passed on to Dayside to follow up on. Got it. Um, so, you know, if you're there at the scene of a shooting, of a stabbing, of a fatal accident, of a fire, our job right then and there is to tell the story right then and there, what's going on. Day side and night side will then take a step back and say, wait a second, why did this happen? Has this happened before? Is this a trend? Um, is this something police are already looking into but haven't done enough of? Are there neighborhood groups looking into this? Um, whereas if you see in the mornings when we're on breaking news, it's very much like, this is what's going on right now. This is how it's going to impact your commute. And this is why you should care. Got but it. it's very more, it's a lot quicker paced. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And just following up on that, like you mentioned how most of your stories, because it's the overnight shift, it's usually breaking news. I mean, how do you kind of weigh, and would you say most of the stories are like unfortunate events, negative, and, or like what's kind of the percentage to negative to like positive, like feel good stories. And like, Maybe how do you balance that? Maybe it's tougher to give in your shift, but how do you kind of balance that? Or do you just, just report what's happening? It's, it's tough. I mean, unfortunately with my shift, it's a lot of breaking news and it's mm -hmm. a lot of crime. Um, it is. That's, that's yeah. the nature of the beast. About a year ago, um, you know, at that point I'd been doing it two years and I was starting to feel the effects of this. Mm -hmm. of, following this breaking news every day and repeating it for six hours. And, you know, I had to have a conversation with myself and say, what do I need to do to make sure, one, I'm okay, that I'm able to stay in this industry, right? I need to take care of myself. But two, that I can get back to the reason I joined journalism or I wanted to be a journalist, which is to storytell and to tell stories that matter, that are impactful. 
And breaking news and crime, it is extremely impactful. But so is the seven-year-old that's selling lemonade on your driveway or your neighbor's driveway and raising that money for Riley, right? Mm. Or so is, um, you know, the story I'm doing next week is about a third grader who started his own recycling business and he's donating all of the money to doctors and nurses at a hospital. Because so, he's so rich when he gets older. What a hustler. What a hustler. I can't even get started. He like already has his own pickup truck to put wow. all the recycling in. Do you have um, his contact information? <laughs> you should talk to him. Can he's, you imagine a podcast? They're right on the south side. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, so, so every Monday now, so I have this, you know, you know, phase that I went through and I was kind of looking deep within. And so I went to my news director at the time and I said, I think we should do a story every week on some of the positive news happening in Indy because let's face it. Most of what we report is doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. And you hear that from viewers, you hear that from the audience, you hear that on social media all the time. I don't watch the news because it's all negative. Yeah. So my news director at the time was amazing. He said, Lex, you want to do this? Go for it. That's cool. <laughs> he said, and, you know, we branded it Pay It Forward. And nice. we've been doing it every Monday for the past year or so. Wow. So every Monday morning on Fox 59 and on CBS 4, you'll see a story about someone in your community, some organization, um, some effort that's just trying to bring good to our city. And it varies. Like I said, sometimes it's about a third grader who's doing amazing things. Um, this Monday, it's going to be about a free vegetable stand in Fletcher oh, wow. Place that is open Saturdays from nine to noon. And it's run entirely by volunteers. And you can go every Saturday starting at 10 till noon and people can go get free fruits and vegetables wow. because cool. that area is considered a food desert. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, we need more of that. Yeah, and and I'm definitely in the camp of guilty of. Well, there's a handful of reasons I don't watch the news. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll read the spectrum, you know, from CNN to Fox and everything in between, just to get the ideas of of where stories are going, but and how bad some people report them. Um, but yeah, it's it's like no wonder people think the world is falling apart, and it's really not. Like we're really look. There are areas of improvement for sure, always going to be, but we're really not doing as bad as I think people think we are. And I don't know if you've ever seen the show, The Newsroom. Um, it's, it's really good. It's an older one, but uh, with the guy from Full House who did the dummy stuff, I always forget his name, the blonde guy, oh, the real quirky character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like the main guy, but they focus on completely objective news. And it's like they call people out from every side of the coin. If it's like, oh, a year ago, Mr. President, you were saying this. So, um, and I just think we need more of that objective news and more of the good stuff too. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. So I think that's super sweet. You got that bit forward. Is that, uh, is that posted on YouTube or anything too? Uh, it's normally every Monday I'll post it on my social media. 
Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. So, because yeah. just so we know how to start sharing that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm probably not up yet by the time you're reporting that. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not judging you. <laughs> but it is all, I, I posted on social media after because so many people are craving for that good news. You know, yeah. you want to think that you live in a community, you know, surrounded by great people. And we do. Mm-hmm. It's just not often that someone shines a light on it. Right, going back to what you're saying, it's always critiquing and saying, well, this is wrong, or maybe we should be doing this. And you're right, there are definitely areas where we have room for improvement, but so much of what we're doing is already so good. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to stop for a moment and pause and say, let's appreciate that for a moment. Right, right. So this kind of segues into my uh, question after that. What areas do you think in terms of news and media uh, where they can improve on as a whole? And I'm sure this is probably one of those things of, hey, we need more positive reporting from every big station especially. But what else in your mind have you seen throughout your time in the industry where it's, man, we can do that a lot better. Like we need to do this better um, as journalists and reporters and like that is something we should tackle. Oh gosh, <laughs> this could be an entirely different conversation. Um, I think journalism and reporting has shifted over the years. I think people sometimes tend to lump local news in with national. Mm-hmm. And there's a very, very big difference. I'm Fox local and CBS local. Um, and our number one priority is telling the stories to our viewers objectively. Mm-hmm. and also explain to them the context. Maybe, um, maybe they don't know this is an issue. Well, this is why they should care. This is why they need to listen up. You know, these are conversations we have over and over again in our newsroom. It's how can we um, just engage with our audience? National and other media have different goals, and that's okay, you know, but you can't brand it as, news or journalism when a lot of it's editorialized. And I think that's where a lot of people um, start to have issues <laughs> with the media and, um, you know, saying you're not objective. Well, no, they're not. You're right. But so many studies show that based on your beliefs, you tend to watch a certain news channel that aligns with that. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get their viewers. So while it will be editorialized, while it's not going to be all objective, most of the time people want to hear that as long as it aligns, aligns with their beliefs and views. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So my big thing is, is just keep your beliefs to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Unless, two, unless two plus two you're, four. Yeah. I just know if somebody looks hopefully at my social media, if somebody speaks to me, maybe I'm old school, they should have no idea what my political beliefs are, period. That's really what I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not retweeting things and commenting about whether the president should have done this or that. If I'm retweeting something, it's normally about something awful and saying, you know, how heartbroken I am for them Mm -hmm. or making some sarcastic comment and how, right, right, there you go. Yeah. You know, how silly something is. But yeah. 
Um, I mean, I really believe at least where I am right now in my career, people need to stay objective. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that. And we also need to remember, you know, I'm a human too. Um, I have feelings. I have thoughts. I'm waking up at 2 a.m. every day and just trying to do my best and get my job done. You know, I'm not the enemy. I don't need emails telling me that I should be wearing a different color or oh, that my hair doesn't look good or that I should wear a mask to cover up my face. <laughs> that was the most recent wow. one I got. Wow. Um, you know, and, and these things, you have to have thick skin to get in this industry. Sure. Um, you know, they get to you. And most yeah. of the time I laugh it off. And 99% of the time, if you follow me, follow me on social media, I post about it because I think it is so not cool that somebody can email into us and basically cyber bully us about mm. our appearance, the way we speak, the way we look, the story that we're on that day. And I would say nine times out of 10, after I call somebody out, they apologize. Good. See, I'm all about public shaming when it's necessary. <laughs> I believe in that. Sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what's coming to you, honestly. Yeah. You know, like. Don't email back to the old... local reporters. I just, yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're praising us. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's about something we can control. Don't tell me that you don't like the color blue that I'm wearing. Or that my hair looked bad that day. I, I already know this. Yeah, and it's like, to those people, what's your room look like, first off? Let's start there, kids. Um, Tim and I just had this conversation, was it yesterday, two days ago, and we're like, you know, people just don't need to judge unless, like, their room is spotless as Jesus. So, like, you know, if you didn't even make your bed, zip it. Um, and I can tell you, mine is not spotless, so. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but back, back to your point of, like, God, everyone's trying to do their best in their job, their personal, we don't really, we don't get political or talk super religion here. Like, I mean, I talk about going to church and you know, whatever you believe in, call it whatever you will. But uh, like, that's probably as close as we get to stuff like that. We'll talk about things that have gone on. If there's some big, like if it needs to be talked about, but we try to just keep it our own stuff and a little more entertaining, some formal like investments and stuff like that's more fun than, talking Trump or Biden, like we don't need it. It's, it's noisy. And there've been times I've sent topics and Tim's like, yeah, I don't know if we might want to lighten this one up. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I was just super angry when I was writing topics and I was heated in the moment. Yeah, that's, was, why, that's why we have each other. So yeah. A good accountability in this, in this friendship. But yeah, I was like, ah, oh, dude, I'm with you. I know we shouldn't. I was just super mad that day because we're stupid. <laughs> And I was like, and someone thinks I'm stupid too, but. But it's yeah. all good. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, we try to keep it light. Like I said, we need to talk about it. But, you know, everyone has likes and dislikes and significant others and, and hardships and, you know, a family member who's sick and, and a, a friend who is not doing okay. You know, it's like everyone's got that. And people are just trying to do, to do the best they can. We're all in the same messed up situation right now. So work with people. You know, it's like everyone's doing their best. You like to think so. You're right. And I think sometimes people just forget that and they need to be reminded. 
Mm-hmm. And I have no problem reminding them. <laughs> Good. I'm going to repost I'm going to repost those too. Like, come at our girl Alexa. You're going to get some heat. <laughs> this kitchen is hot. Them, a lot of them um, are a lot of, like my friends or viewers that are pissed off because I'll cross out the email address or I'll cross out the <laughs> name. And they're like, how dare you cross it out? They should be shamed. And I'm like, no, yeah. we don't stoop to anybody's level. You know, my thing is just kill them with kindness. Mm, that's yeah but nice to know you got it sounds like you got a solid group of fight friends ready to go I have a good, good, good to have on your side yeah good to have on your side yeah right <laughs> so when they know the one gets left unchecked it's like oh that person we're getting that one. Oh yeah yeah when somebody <laughs> pisses me off enough yeah be on the lookout on instagram and twitter who we gotta go get <laughs> got it oh that's awesome that's awesome um, so one thing I also want to ask about is what's, I mean, you kind of mentioned your timeline of when you wake up every day, like 2 a.m., you get in, you start this time. What are some of the most interesting, like, kind of behind-the-scenes work that you do that people may not really know up front? Like, anything interesting that you want to share? Uh, like, what your prep is like? Like, ha- like what your research process is like? I don't know. Like, anything that's interesting yeah. that you, you might want to share. Yeah. <laughs> don't got to get into all of it, but... <laughs> I mean, I can go through a little bit of like what my morning's like. I think yeah, a lot of people sure, don't necessarily yeah. realize, um, at least for our station, it's a little different for so from some of the other stations. Also, my best friends are all different stations here in Indy. It just mm. happens that way. So I typically know how we, they all run. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, though, we'll get an email around 2.45 or so saying, hey, this is what you're going to be covering today. This is everything we know about it. Here's if we have sound, uh, if we have an interview from it, here's the sound, and good luck. Mm, wow. Okay. And from there, I have to start writing my own scripts. So I'm trying to wake up, chug some coffee, try to look presentable. <laughs> she got that IV line going in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, start diving into some of these subjects. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I just, you know, just woke up here. And a lot of them, you know, sometimes it's breaking news and breaking news is great because at least I'm up, right? At least there's something going on. Other times, you know, when I'm previewing a meeting, when we're following up on something from the night before, um, it's just digesting this information, going through the sound and the interview that we have and writing scripts. So everything I say on air, I've written. Oh, cool. You know, nobody else writes that for me. Um, in between live shots, I'm writing more scripts. I'm tweeting. I'm going on social media. I'm reaching out to police um, or trying to get updates, pushing for how, you know, how can we push this forward, this story forward this, this morning. Um, and so that's really how the morning goes. Mm-hmm. Um most of the time I'll be on the same story, but you know, at seven o'clock if breaking news happens, well, you got to scrap that first story and you're headed to breaking news, you know, and you have to change the way that you're thinking. So mm-hmm. one day I might be at the state house previewing um, a meeting that's going to be going on there, you know, involving the governor or involving, you know, something to do with COVID-19. Um, other morning I was on previewing a meeting about some of the violence that we've had here in the city because that's a big issue that a lot of people are concerned about. 
Um, and then there were reports of the fatal accident. So we gathered up our gear and we quickly went to that, you know, so it's kind of, I always, you know, people always ask me, well, why do you go to bed so early? Why do you, why do you need eight hours of sleep? And I say, well, most people have an idea of what their work day is going to be like tomorrow. I have no idea. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> and that's what I love about this industry because every day is different. I get to become an expert in a different topic every single day. That being said, sometimes it's a little chaotic. Yeah. A lot of running and gunning. <laughs> but I mean, I got into it for that reason. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know, yeah, I, didn't, it, I didn't want that nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah. At least it keeps you on your toes and like, it's gotta be fast. So that's cool. It's exciting. Um, I didn't realize you had such little time in the morning to prep for what you're going to talk about, but it makes sense because it's like, it's what happened while you were asleep, essentially. Um, how do you, and I don't know how much information they give you on average per story. How do you consume that like that fast then able to write a script and and also you're retaining at the same time too. How, how do you kind of go through all that information, soak it up, know exactly what you're going to write, talk about it and cover it like you've done it for a week, just that morning. You know, that's just, it's so much, so little time and so much information. I feel like, how do you go about absorbing so much so quickly? Yeah. You make it seem really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it's like, you know, I, I think, you know, turning a paper in at 1159 on Sunday in college, and three pages starting at 11 is tough, <laughs> but like what you're doing, you're, you're broadcasting to people about news and real life happenings. Like I'm just writing a research paper. So it's like it to me in my mind, it's like, yeah, it's impressive because Tim and I have talked about how to retain information and different things to do, but over the course of a month, not like in an hour and 15 minutes. So at 2am in the morning. Yeah. Also yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, So I guess there's a few different things. Um, You know, you want to get the mindset right, right? That's the first thing. And then another thing is if you ever watch a reporter, at least these days, they'll have their phone in their hands. Mm. And that's because we actually have our scripts on our phone. So when we're looking up for the first two to three lines saying, you know, right now, police are investigating this homicide. They're asking anybody with information. Let's get to what they know. Here, Here it is. At 2.40 this morning, they got calls of shots fired. All of that will be on my phone, which is what I'm reading off of. The first two lines are, you know, things that I would either memorize or I would just know because the anchor typically is asking me a question. Hey, Lex, you know, you're at IMPD headquarters. Um, You've spoken to police this morning. What are they saying? You know, hey, they're saying that it's still early in the investigation, Um, In the meantime, they're, you know, talking to witnesses, trying to track down anybody that saw something, but we know this is what happened. And that's when I would have things in my notes. I would have a script in my notes with that information. So it's not memorizing a ton of things. Got it. um, But you still have to know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because I'm here sitting thinking like, okay, so she's like, top world-class speed reader. Um, <laughs> you go through my phone, you're going to see a lot of notes. Like you're typing, you're typing words per minute is just astronomically high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay, it's cool. all part of t- TV magic. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. That's cool. So that's really, that's how it goes. And like I said, I mean, throughout the morning, it's just updating scripts, um, changing the wording, because obviously each hour, you don't want to be saying the same thing. You don't want to be using the same soundbite from whoever we've interviewed. So if you watch, you know, say you watch at seven o'clock, eight o'clock and nine o'clock, which is when I say I would hit at at the top of the hour, Mm -hmm. my scripts would be different. What I'm saying would be different, but I'm still likely, unless there's breaking news on the same story. Interesting. Wow. Learning so much about news today. (laughs) Now I'm There's fascinated. Now I'm, now I'm like, because when you said, yeah, now I've like, you've seen a lot of reporters with phones in their hands. I'm like, that's so much I don't watch the news. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Guess I should watch one once in a while. Well, that's why there's social media, right? To yeah. engage with viewers. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. other ways. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you can answer this. I know it's really cutthroat. So uh, if you can, awesome. But do you think you'll try to move to another major city and network in, in your news career? Again, I know it's super nerve wracking and you're big wigs. So you got agents that help you out and stuff. So I was curious, like it or whatever might be next for you. Have you thought about future plans, what you're going to do with reporting in the news industry or just still um, loving what you're doing now and keep riding that for a while? Honestly. Yeah. And like I said to you guys, I mean, I came out to Indianapolis not knowing, a single person. Um, and, and I've fallen in love with the city. You know, I, I've made friends here. I've made basically friends like you are family. Um, and right now my life is in Indian. I don't see it anywhere else. That being said, you know, if there's another opportunity in the future that comes about, sure. I mean, you have to keep all opportunities open. Um, but right now, you know, being in Indy for three years, having a brand, kind of having an identity, um, and just connecting with people has been a dream come true. And I can't wait to see kind of what the next year brings. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. I'll definitely start following along your stories a little more frequently. <laughs> yeah, have, I'll, I'll stay in the loop. <laughs> well, especially the pay it forward, for sure. I, yeah, I mean, that's necessary. Those are, those are good, good news stories. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have to blast that on all our pages for sure. Yeah. You just need some positivity these days, especially these days. For yeah. sure. Start the week on a good note, talking about how awesome people are. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I want to start my week. Yeah. You said Monday at 9 a.m. is when that is every week. The so it's Monday, every Monday. Um, okay. It airs at different times. Okay. But normally by 9 a.m. it's on the website. Okay. But there's a tab on our website. And like I said, if you go to my professional Facebook page or Twitter – I normally am pretty good with tweeting cool. it out or, you know, getting it out on social media. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and we'll link all, all your social media's website stuff. Oh, thank you. Guys. Everything. Okay. For, yeah. In our show notes and things. I'm excited to see how you, what you do with this. Uh, we, <laughs> so we'll, we'll make it look real professional. Yeah. Don't yeah. Worry. Uh, so. <laughs> so you're going to start with the tequila and margaritas. Is what you're <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to capture viewer attention, Alexa. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have those friends to this day. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I, I don't know in what capacity we'll use it, but it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's good content. But no, yeah, we'll use some video clips. We'll, we'll use some audio clips. And oh. we try to not cut too much. I mean, obviously, in the beginning, you said you wanted to take some things out so we can do that. 
but we just try to keep it as super raw as possible. Keep it um, real. Yeah, yeah. That's what people want these days. Right, yeah. It's just, we watch a lot of Joe Rogan too, just to study his question asking, because he's so good at questions, and he's a one-man band. Like, it's nice there's two of us, we can kind of feed and bounce, and, and he's just by himself. I mean, I guess he uses Jamie, but yeah, so it's just fun to watch and see how people do things. Um, Tim, anything else for Alexa before we ask our, our final question? Um, I was curious about one thing. So before you got into this industry, before you started your career, had you had any experience like talking in front of a camera before? Like, or had, like, have you always been like natural speaking of the camera or like, was that the first time you've done anything like that in front of a camera starting your career? Um, so I went into school knowing that I wanted to do something in communications, but I didn't know what, mm -hmm. I, you know, all I know is that I enjoy being around people. I love communicating yeah. with other people. I love asking questions and finding out what makes people work. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't know in what capacity I wanted to do. Right. You know, I knew I didn't want to do newspaper because I just, I didn't think that made sense where that industry was going. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I was, I was looking at, PR, I was looking at magazine, um, I was looking at like television, television, radio, film, which is like a different major. Um, and then one day, I really haven't, didn't have a lot of experience mm -hmm. with TV. I mean, I grew up in a household that watched the news. But other than that, you know, I didn't have a TV station at my high school. Mm -hmm. um, and freshman year, I really didn't do much um, to do with TV at all. It really okay. wasn't until my sophomore year that, you know, I started saying, well, maybe I could do that. Oh, I think I could do that. I think I might be okay at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, um, and I just, I joined the TV station at my college and, um, and from there I kind of knew. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like jitters or anything about it. Like you just stepped into it with confidence. Oh, not at all. I mean, oh gosh, if you look back on some of my first live shots, they are horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to someday put together a blooper reel of all of the things that happened, okay. <laughs> especially in my first market, because that's when you're newly out of school, you're making all your, yeah. your mistakes. There was one time, um, it's called double tapping. So you think you're recording, but you're not. <laughs> and back to the station, I thought I had all my interviews, all my video shot. I was like, this is great. Um, I'll be able to put my story together and I'll be done in no time. Ingested or tried to ingest. And I realized I had nothing. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so that's a rookie mistake. That <laughs> Hopefully the camera wasn't rolling for that reaction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope it was. <laughs> <laughs> At least get the entertainment out of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's good. Gee, oh, man. But, I mean, what a punch so in the gut. You come back from interviews with no audio. You come back, things aren't white balanced. Um, these are all things that you practice in school, but it's so different when you go out to the real world and you're, you know, interviewing a politician or you're interviewing someone was extremely emotional and you kind of forget your schooling for a minute, you know? And if it's not recording, if the audio is not perfect, it's not going on TV. Yeah. Man. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get, we get tight on our audio quality too. Cause where we used to record, it was a fully loaded studio. 
and then the it was the downtown speakeasy then that whole oh, yeah. thing got got shut down and so we luckily our equipment like it, it sounds pretty close to the same yeah. and uh but that's our thing we've had some zoom calls where it's just super scratchy and it's like well we can clean some of it up and at some points it's like we don't we can't really toss it because that person also scheduled their time yeah so but for the most part i think it like in zoom we don't really have many problems either with zoom unless someone i mean unless there's a ton of people like covid then it gets a little scratchy but not too bad um but we have i've messed up a recording before <laughs> if it makes you feel better where we've yeah. and it was like it was some good stuff too and it was just me and him and i was like oh dude he's like what i was like didn't hit record. Didn't hit record. And it was one of our Zoom ones too. And we were like almost done. And I'm like, all right, man, on me. We'll try again tomorrow. We'll try again tomorrow. I say it builds character. Yeah. Patient. Yeah. 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 Something. <laughs> I make sure to not do that again. No, right. You make, so, I always say, that's what they would always say. You know, you make that mistake once, it's okay. But you're never going to make that mistake again. Yeah, right. right. Not yeah. the same one, at least. Yeah, right. <laughs> I open the Zoom and I just hit record and like, we're getting water, we're doing everything. We can get rid of that, whatever. As long as it's recording. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Alexa, anything else you want to cover, talk about that we haven't uh, yet? I know we've kind of covered the spectrum, but... Gosh, I know. I feel like we jumped around a lot, which I love. Any, anything um, you want to tap into that you think people might benefit from? Or that you just want to talk about? No, I mean, I think, I think you guys covered a lot of it. Um, we do like to ask all of our people who come on the show. That's like the one consistent question. Um, and we're curious how you want to be remembered after it's all said and done. Uh, the legacy of Alexa Green, how would you like people to remember you? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. I mean, I think I just want my storytelling to speak for itself. You know, I want to be remembered as the person who wanted to hear other people's stories and to tell them in a fair and honest way. Um, and that's always been my thing. You know, I just, I always want to treat others how I'd want to be treated. And I try to do that every single interview and every single story. And you know what, if I do that, then I've done my job. That's awesome. Right. I like that a lot. Lexa, thanks for hanging with us today. This was fun. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, glad we made it happen. I'm I know. Sorry, sorry it took a little bit. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Uh, we, we got it done. Um, I wish we could do it in person, but our round two will be in person. Because, round two. Can't yeah, wait, guys. <laughs> where, we, where we usually do our interviews, uh, the downtown library, uh, we'll just rent a room, and they yeah. max it at like an hour. And I'm like, I'm not going to talk to someone – with a mask on for an hour and change and be limited to like realistically 45 minutes. Yeah. Cause like you need to get a good conversation. So I'm glad we made the zoom happen, but round two will be in person. Definitely. I, no, I appreciate you guys reaching out to me and I love what you're doing and thank you. I can't wait to tune in as a viewer. Yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. All right. Thanks so much. Alexa. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know when this is going to drop. Yeah, it'll be it'll next, next, next Thursday. Next so Thursday. we'll, uh, this weekend I'll, we'll edit it. We'll put the show notes and show description with it. We'll send you an email with everything. Uh, oh. most likely by the end of Sunday night or Monday night, but it'll most likely be in your inbox by Sunday night. 
Oh, cool. You'll okay. be asleep. You'll be asleep. You'll be asleep at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get an email at three a.m., you'll know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to see, like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. Let me know if I can social it out. Whatever you guys want me to do, I'm more than happy to do it. I was honored to talk to you guys. Hundred percent. Yeah, appreciate we appreciate it. you. All right, I will talk to you soon. Be All safe. Right. Yeah, sounds good. You do the same. All right. Take All care, right. Alexa. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.